0: you have your Bibles or you use the Bibles in the rows before you, you'll notice from the bulletin that there's several passages of Scripture that I will be referring to and supporting the message this morning. I'm doing this for a purpose and for a reason, believe it or not, and that is that folks We need to see things from a perspective of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Genesis, Revelation. And see things in a perspective in terms of not just taking things for granted, as sometimes we tend to do. And so basically, starting with the very first verse of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 We have these familiar words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Familiar words, but let's go to the last words of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, beginning with verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. But taking these words, first of the Bible, the end of the Bible, and go back with me to John chapter 1, verse 1 and 14, as well as John 17, verses 1 through 5. Familiar words, but my reason for doing this is to help us understand that the focus of the word of God and the worship of God's people is Jesus Christ, God Almighty, God in the flesh, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was God, or became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then toward the end of Jesus' earthly life here and ministry, As he recognized what was lying ahead of him in the crucifixion, he prayed to his heavenly father. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted his eyes up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And then this definition, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed heaven and earth will pass away but the word of our God is eternal let us pray father again we come asking that you would take the words that I speak but hopefully the words that are in our hearts and in our minds the thoughts and recognize that it is all part of your purpose and plan to give us a future and a hope. We're not here by mistake. And I pray and ask that you would take my words and the meditation of our hearts, and may they be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, we pray. Amen. Vince Lombardi, famous football coach of many years ago, he would always start the beginning of the training session with professionals. And one of the things that he would do with these professionals, people who knew everything they should know about something like this, this is not a real football, it's an image of a football. They said, men... You know what this is. But I'm saying to you, as you begin this training session, men, professionals, this is a football. You say, why repeating that statement about being a football to people that are experienced in their playing with a football? in the sports folks basics basics are necessary for professional people who know everything supposedly about the football game it applies to us who say I know everything why are you going Mr. Scott back to some of the basics today I am going back to the basics because we need to do the same You see, we tend to dwell on individual items. And sometimes we need to step back from the individual items that we concentrate in and we're interested in and get an overview of what is in the Word of God. You see, we tend to look at the individual trees that we forget the perspective of the forest that are a part of these trees. Recently after mowing the grass in our home, I stepped aside and spent a few moments on the deck. And what did I do? I stepped aside to, to view the beauty and the diversity of the creation that God had made for us. The colors there, the animals, the plants. In other words, we need to stop back from, step back from time to time. And we need to smell the roses. My purpose this morning is to convey to each and every one of us that we ought not, we ought not to miss the overview of the events that are happening in our lives and in the world that is all around us. And view at these perspective elements and events seeing things from a godly and a biblical world and life view. We say oftentimes in our studies and our considerations and conversations that we know the final authority is the word of God. But yes, we say those things. But do we put those things that we say in practice on a daily basis? Do we say, yes, the final authority is the word of God in the way that I live and the way that I think in the circumstances that happen to all of us, no matter what our age, young or old, the relationships, the events that happen here in the United States, and the wars and rumors of wars that happen all around the world, the circumstances, the events that are happening in our lives, do we really have a world and life view in terms of the way that we think? and the way that we live. We are to be a people that think and live in a godly and a biblical way. In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, familiar and beautiful words that are a good reminder to all of us And that it says, Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica, They received the word with all eagerness in examining the scriptures, how? Daily? Examining the scriptures daily. The final authority to these Bereans there in Acts 17 is to see whether or not the things that the Apostle Paul said were true. We ought to do likewise. We need to step back and consider the basics An overview of the scope of Genesis, Revelation, Old Testament, New Testament. And how God created all things. And the special creation was male and female, created in his image and his likeness. But our first parents disobeyed God. And God gave a promise as he was describing a curse that would come as a result of that disobedience a promise that there would be a male child that would come and would crush the head of the serpent the prince of the power of the air according to Ephesians chapter 6 that serpent would affect the heel of Christ Jesus but it would not be effective Genesis we come to the book of Revelation And we have a promise that God gives at the end of the book of the Bible. And he said, the Spirit, listen, the Spirit and the Bride, the Church of Jesus Christ, have a responsibility to make a declaration about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the answer to the problems and the circumstances that we are to experience, but we are to share with others in this world that are hiding from God, the good news is Christ is alive. This is the heart of God. The heart of God, as recorded in familiar words in John chapter 3, verse 14 and following, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of God, or man, be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. The heart of God is that he was willing to send his Son, Christ Jesus, to do what? To die. To die that whosoever believes in him should never perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved, how? By something that they did? No, it was through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not uh, believe in the name of the son of God, this judgment is upon him. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. They hate the light. And does not come to the light. Lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true. Comes to the light. So that it may be. Clearly seen that his works. Have been carried out. In. In. God, Familiar little children's chorus. Jesus loves me. This I know. Why? For the Bible tells me so. Where does the Bible tell us about these things? Basic things? It's not something that you're not familiar with. But sometimes we need to be reminded. We take things for granted. As the person, I think it was John Hall, who said... We need to catch fish fresh every day. We need to have the gospel fresh every day. Jesus loves me.
1: This I know
0: for the Bible tells me so. How do I say that? Genesis. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created all things and the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering. And then God did something very special after creation, that which he had done in the six days. He said, let us make man in our image, in the image of after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the birds of the heavens. And over everything living that moves on the earth. Six days. God created familiar words. Basic words. But words that we need to be reminded of from time to time. And then we come to chapter 2 of Genesis. On the seventh day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all of the host of them and on the seventh day God finished listen, his work that he had done and he reached out or rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation notice Seven times there. He. His. It was God who did the creating. It is God who rested on the things that he had done. During this period. Of creation. And then we come. To verses 15 and 17. And. The Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. To work it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. And we know that as we come into the third chapter, we have these words. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, first question recorded in the Bible, significant question. It's still a question that we hear today in this society. Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree. In the garden. Questioning. The very word of God. By a crafty. Serpent. Called Satan. That was a question. Recorded in the Bible. The second question. Came a couple of verses later. In verse nine. After Adam and Eve. Our first parents. Ate the forbidden fruit. the cool of the day they heard almighty God walking and what was their response they hid they hid among that which they had disobeyed God about and God asked the second question it is a valid question still for us today where are you? God knows everything. God asks questions not for his information but for our instruction. Things that we take for granted today and God should ask us And we should hear the words of God with that question that is valid for us today in the midst of circumstances, in the midst of events that are happening in our lives. The question that needs some answers is, where are you? Where am I as a person who stands in front of you today? When we are looking and considering the very heart of God, to understand that people today yes in the very beginning Genesis chapter 3 we need to understand that what happened there is still happening today and there are people perhaps some here this morning who are still hiding from God the question I ask you as I ask myself in preparation for this today Arthur Scott where are you? Where are you? We are to consider the very heart of God. That he loved us enough. That he was willing to put up with someone who stands as a convicted sinner. As I sometimes say to people when they ask, how are you doing? I usually say, better than I deserve. Folks, all of us need to understand that except for the grace of God, we deserve to be in hell. There's only two options for every person who has ever lived in this world. Either as eternal life in hell or eternal life in heaven. The question I ask Where are you? Do you have a godly and biblical world and life view? As you understand and as you are comprehending some things that are happening all around you in this world, may you truly understand the basics if God, you love me enough you were willing to put up with a sinner like me revelation we come to the end of the bible and the promises of God here in revelation 22 is I have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches." I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. And what is the message to you, to me? The spirit and the bride say, come. What is the bride of Christ? It is the body of Christ the people of God who say that they are redeemed children of God who are seeking to have a responsibility to share the gospel to people who are hiding in their trespasses and sin. They are spiritually dead. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ is the one who came to seek and to save those that have been saved.
1: Those that need to be saved,
0: those who are hiding from God. And the task of the church is to be proclaimers of the gospel, the good news. We are not, we are not to be a sheltered people, but a scattered people, reaching out to people in need, hiding in sin. The heart of God is that A redeemed people reaching out to people who are hiding in sin. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God.
1: And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And
0: we have seen his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then later on, toward the end of his earthly life, Jesus prayed these prayers to his heavenly Father. Father, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son. What does it mean to glorify the Son? It is to reflect the very character of God to people that we play golf with, the people that we work with on a regular basis, to people who observe us, to our children, to our grandchildren, to whoever it is, the experiences that we have in our lives, what are we reflecting? Poor me? How come me? Why? Questions are fine. But are we asking, God, this is an opportunity for me to truly proclaim Jesus Christ. I've said this before and Some instances, but many years ago, I had the opportunity, I guess you could say opportunity, of a brain tumor surgery down at Charleston, USC. And one of the experiences that I encountered was uh, lying on on a hard bed without a mattress. For four hours, they went through the groin, and all the way up to the left side where the tumor was. And they said at a certain point, we are at a critical stage in this surgery. Do not blink your eye. Do not move. And during that experience, it was hard for me. Hard for me. But it was an opportunity to proclaim. You say that at that time you were pastor of Faith Presbyterian Church. You believe these things, Arthur Scott, but here is an opportunity to put it into practice. Are you glorifying God? That was my experience. I've had many others as well. Jesus Christ came to seek and to save his own. He did that in the book of Genesis. They hide from God. They hid from God. He went after them. He gave a promise, a promise in that curse. You will crush. The son of God will be crushed. You will heal or hurt his heel, but he will crush your head. Jesus Christ came and he said, this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. We are to be involved in the work of God, not our priority. The motto of Faith Presbyterian Church is to know Christ and make him known. Where are you? Are you hiding from God? Do you have a godly biblical world and life view in the front of our bulletin there is the statement and it's repeated here on the wall from time to time the heart of God the Presbyterian church is committed to making disciples making disciples the command of God is as you are going participle make disciples as you are baptizing participle Make disciples. As you are teaching, another participle, make disciples. Sharon and I have made many trips overseas, not because we're talented or because we have the abilities, the experience, but we are seeking to be involved in something that is a very part of God. Ordinary people. Seeking to share with people that we can't speak their language but hopefully we can give to them a message in a different perspective concerning the good news of the gospel the truth and the heart of God insignificant people like we are who become significant people in need and one of the things that we did we took Consider a trinket, a flashlight, whether you see it or not, but State Farm, keychain, battery runs out after a period of time, what do we do? We throw it away. But this insignificant trinket that we use, we take for granted as Americans, has been very helpful for people that needs some light in a world that doesn't have the electricity that we take for granted they have dark hallways they have to kind of stumble up the stairways to get to their, their places where they live insignificant but significant to people another experience something that was on the streets there in Ukraine a spike and my wife picked it up and brought it back to where we were staying at the time and and I put it in a suitcase and when the suitcase was open the inspector took a look at this spike and said said Jesu Christo Automatically, this insignificant dirty rusty spike was used to make a proclamation of the glory of God another trip this is when we lived out in Colorado went over to the far east where the Vietnamese people were classified as boat people leaving Vietnam going to Hong Kong And what did they do as they wanted to leave the country of Vietnam? They took some IV tubing. And they created a pineapple. (coughs) Excuse me. Or a fish. Insignificant things that we tend to throw out. I'm saying all this to say, that there are people that are hiding from God. And we are to share with people that I do not know, you know. People expect me to have the answers. But you have a responsibility to proclaim the good news, the gospel to people that I will never rub shoulders with. Where are you? God, remember, doesn't seem to call the equipped. Rather, he equips the called. Life is more accurately measured by the lives we touch than by things we acquire. Where are you? Where are you? May we be people who have, by the grace of God, than recipients of God's grace and giving to us a new nature in Christ, not by anything that we have done or not done, but by the grace of God alone, not by works, lest any of us boast, but rather it is by the grace of God we are redeemed. Some basics, yes, but sometimes we take these things for granted. I started with two questions. Did God really say? And where are you? I conclude with two other questions that are significant in answer to that question, where are you? If you were to die today, if you were to die today, the keys of life and death. Not Arthur Scott. Not any of you. If you were to die today, where would you be? Going back to two options. Heaven or hell. That's it. say to you? Why? Why should I let you into my heaven? Not your heaven, but my heaven. What would you say? Oh, I pray and ask that brothers and sisters, it would be similar something to this. Nothing in my hand. simply to your son Christ Jesus do I cling let us pray Father thank you for the reminders that you give to us day by day moment by moment in the various experiences of our lives that may we be truly children of God giving thanks to Almighty God, Triune, Father, Son, and Spirit, that you are the one who has given to us life eternal. That eternal life which is knowing you and the one that you sent. May we be like Christ in our attitudes, our actions, Jesus Christ.